Welcome back, welcome back guys to episode 2 of Just Be You Podcast. I am your host, Gina Jones, and here you have the right to be you. I got another special guest in the building today, my girl Katina. I'm going to let her introduce herself and tell y'all exactly what she do. Mind you, we're talking about something that y'all need, pen and paper. Go get pen and paper so y'all can take these notes, put it to use. What you say? It's applied knowledge oh. that matters, okay? <laughs> yes. Take these notes and put them to use, y'all. Copious notes. Yes, okay? I love it. I am Katina Basie, affectionately known as the credit lady. The credit lady, y'all. So today I decided to switch it up a little bit. Last week we talked about relationships and love and all that good stuff. But today I kind of wanted to bring some awareness to financial literacy, if you will. We're going to talk about an array of topics as it pertains to credit. And one being... So we want to engage the crowd, let's say it like that. I want to talk about... First of all, who do you know with less than perfect credit? Yeah. Funding. We're going to talk about funding. Okay. Um, and just basically um, how to create generational wealth yes, that's a through knowledge Okay. today. So they say what? Knowledge is power? Knowledge is well, We're going to talk about how applied knowledge is power. Yeah. How about that? How about that? <laughs> okay. I have a couple questions that I want to ask. Okay. And I'll let you kind of like flow off of that. Sure. Okay. Uh, my first question is when I think about credit. I think about all the times when I was in my 20s and went to the car lot and couldn't get approved for a car. <laughs> They'll be like, oh, yeah, you can get this car. And it was always a car that I didn't want. So my question is, how important is it to have everything off your credit in order to have good credit? Oh, like, you know, all of the increase, like negative items, all and, of that, okay. the negative items. Sure. How important is it to have that stuff? Off your credit to have good credit. Yeah, that's a great question. That's a good way to come on into it. So I remember those days too, those JD Byrider days, and, <laughs> yeah. and and you know I never knew JD Byrider was like all over, like in other states. I oh, thought I it was just in either. Ohio, I thought they were Cleveland. Too. So wow. So the credit profile. Mm-hmm. A lot of YouTubers and TikTok and people on Instagram. Here's what they teach. Everything off the credit. Let me tell you why you don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of my knowledge comes from, and I'm not an attorney. I'm not no, some legal person. I just come with experience. Right. Um, well, over two decades of experience. Number one, I used to be a collection. Oh, coll- we're going to talk about collections, too, if we have time. Mm-hmm. But I used to be in the courts. People would get garnishments and different things like that. And I would uh, be the representative for the collection companies. Now... Related to that, uh, back to the uh, everything off the credit, I met when I was doing that job, a young lady, one of my friends, she's been with Equifax probably about 20, almost 30 years, about 28 years. Mm-hmm. She's been with that with Equifax. We became really close. Mm-hmm. And then I met another gentleman. He works for FICO. And so I learned from those two and being in collections, you don't want everything off your credit. Here's why. Mm-hmm. Um, the network marketing company I was with, we were in together. Mm-hmm. I learned there, the, uh, there's a formula for the FICO scoring system. Mm-hmm. Um, 30% of your credit is, um, amount of credit you owe versus your available credit. Buying and pay, buying and pay, buying and bill payment history is 35% of your score, not credit, your score. 15% of your score is payment, um, History. Ten percent of your score is new credit, and the other ten percent of your score is credit mix. So that all 
determines your credit score. Now, mm-hmm. on your credit report, when you have collections, like let's say that car that you bought, um, and I know I had quite a few repos. I had like three repos back in the day. Mm-hmm. But let's say you got repos on there. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got charged off credit cards on your credit report. Let's say they were six years old, okay? Mm-hmm. And you go get a new secure credit card mm-hmm. to fix your credit. And now you're trying to get that stuff off. Here's why you don't want that off your credit. Mm -hmm. Because that actually represents about 65% of your score. The history you're saying. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Even though it's charged off, even though it's old, Mm -hmm. okay, it still goes into the FICO formula. Now, when a derogatory hits your credit, Mm -hmm. it will drop your score initially Okay, depending on where your score is at. Like if you're in the 600s mm-hmm. and you have, let's say, a late payment hit, okay. which is the worst thing to hit the credit. Let's say a late payment hits your credit, your score may drop if it's in the 600s at least 50 points. Wow. Oh, it's going to drop. Yeah. From drop. I'm sorry, payment? drop. From one late payment. Wow. That, okay. they, they've changed their software on to do that on purpose. Back in the day, that wasn't like that. Okay. But nowadays, when I ask people, what's the worst thing to hit your credit? People will say bankruptcy, tax lien, foreclosure, student loan, child support. Uh-uh, one late payment. Mm-hmm. That's the worst thing. That will get you turned down with a lender very quickly. Mm-hmm. When you can have perfect credit, but a late payment on there, mm-hmm. you're done. So can a person correct a late payment or get a late payment removed if you will absolutely you got to be with the right source okay um now when you try to dispute first of all let me say this because while we're talking this is so good things are going to come to me Mm -hmm. number one you never dispute online people love to go online listen when you on a credit monitoring site and they say oh i can you go dispute this you may get a little results but let me tell you why they do that Mm -hmm. when you dispute online you you waive your rights if you were to ever go and sue them for something that they did you waived your right when you dispute online okay with the bureaus i'm talking about they're really credit reporting agencies but we're going to call them bureaus today that's what people know them by because that's how they market themselves right so you never dispute online but if you do and you dispute a late payment and it doesn't come off, mm-hmm. okay, now you got a new derogatory on your credit. They updated it. So if it was from 2015 and we're in 23, mm-hmm. now it's going to show you got that late payment in 23. Oh, wow. So, yeah. So if you want to dispute, dispute with the right person. Mm-hmm. And I don't dispute directly with the bureaus. I dispute with the creditor. Oh. That's the trick. Okay. So you got to dispute a late payment with your creditors. You should, if you know what you're doing. When y'all have a late payment on your credit report from a creditor, you need to dispute directly with the creditor. Now, that's true, but that's easier said than done. So let's go a little bit into it. Okay. Um, I didn't think I was going to this part, but I want to tell you this. Okay. See, there are laws... When you dispute with the creditor, you don't want to just call them up and say, hey, I'm disputing this late payment. They're not going to take it off. Okay. They get paid to put that stuff on your credit, and it benefits them. Mm-hmm. So it ain't doing it that easy. Mm-hmm. But here's what you do. So with my personal clients, when I work with them, if they're doing a lot of uh, people, like, for instance, when you pay your bills, do you pay them online, or do you have a bill sent to you and send it in? I still get paper bills, but I also make my payments through apps or online or okay. something like that. Now, see, you're smart. The average person, Mm -hmm. well, well, you're smart, but the average person, because of what they, and I'm going to tell you, so roll with me for a minute. Okay. The average person gets electronic bills because they offer it all the time. Like when I go, when I call Verizon to pay my bill, here's what they say. Well, um, do you have a Verizon app? Uh, No, ma'am. 
Uh, well, yeah, you can go online, but thank. I let them say their little spiel, and I say thank you very much. But I don't. I'm old fashioned. I don't <laughs> want the app. Right. But I do pay my bill through the Star Six One One. But I get paper bills. Let me tell you why. Okay. Now let's talk about a utility because. Uh, uh, util- uh, cell phone bills don't report to credit unless you default. Yeah. Let's talk about something that actually reports, not a utility, a credit card. Okay. okay. Mm-hmm. Now, a lot of people go to the, they have their the app mm-hmm. and they pay it online, electronic. Yeah. There's a billing act law that talks about that creditors have to notify. Listen to me very closely. Notify the person about their bill 25 days prior to the due date. Now, follow me. Mm-hmm. So they, that's their responsibility. If they don't, okay, mm-hmm. and the, the, the creditor uh, doesn't do it, and the person, the debtor, they say, call the creditor and say, hey, and we're talking about now paper billing. Yeah. Hey, I didn't get my bill um, to pay my bill, but it's a late paper on the credit from last month. Mm-hmm. And they say, well, we sent it out on, well, I didn't get it. Mm-hmm. So I need you guys to send me a new bill, mm-hmm. and you put a late payment on my credit report, I need that removed. Now, it's not that simple, but you say something to that effect, yeah. and they, they're going to do it. Yeah. Because, number one, it's on recording. The consumer knows their rights, and they know by law that's their responsibility to notify. Now, let's talk about the people that pay online or electronic. Mm. When you pay electronic, that's why anytime you call to pay a bill, if you call in mm-hmm. or whatever, if you don't call in, you won't know this. But when you sign up with someone, they always give you all these perks to do it electronic. Electronically. Right. Yeah. So if they're ever in default, if they ever do something wrong, they got they you. Got you. Yeah. Because every every month, your bill is going to come via email, mm-hmm. online, or when you sign into your app, they're going to they gonna say, oh, we see where you signed in on September 1st at 2.52. At so you signed in. You knew you had your bill. Mm-hmm. Now... You can't hold them at fault. Yeah. But me, during the pandemic, I had a few late payments. My husband and I called in. All of them came off mm. because I told them I didn't get my bills. Yeah, you know why they and why they and reason why they did it so quickly. And I did it for clients too mm-hmm. because the mail was so messed up. Mm-hmm. They just gave it to you automatically. Okay. But my clients that didn't listen yeah. and pay electronic. I couldn't do theirs like that. I had yeah. to do more work. So let me get this right. So you can still have a paper bill. Mm-hmm. And have an app because here's my question. I have my credit card. It still comes electronically, mm-hmm. but I do have the Capital One app that I sometimes make my payments on. No, you don't want to do it at the app at all. Okay. Here's what you want to do. That's a good question, Gina. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're listening very well. Mm-hmm. You want to do paper billing, but you want to get rid of their app. Now, now, for instance, for your banking, mm-hmm. that's okay. But for when you're paying bills, don't pay it through the app because that's still electronic. They can say, oh, well, you, if you say, well, I didn't get my bill in the mail, they say, well, you signed, they're going to know when you signed into your app. Okay. So they're going to know you got it. Yeah. So you don't want the app. You say, no, that's okay. You decline the app. Okay. And when you make your payment, you pay the bill on the back of the credit card, which is a customer service number. Mm-hmm. You call in and you can make it through their automated system mm-hmm. or you can talk to a customer service rep. Yeah. I always make it through the automated system. Yeah. They're going to always have automated for the old fashioned people yeah. because everybody ain't doing it. That's the millennials that do that. That's crazy. Now it makes sense why they want to charge a three ninety five fee to pay with your credit card Come on. on the phone because they try to point. encourage you. To, but that's almost like a setup because why would you want me to default on my payments? <laughs> 
Or, you know what I mean? Like, why would you want me to sign up for your stuff electronically so I can default on purpose so you could put this on my credit report? Now, Dana, you hit another point. Okay. It's so many. Listen, we could talk about credit on this podcast <laughs> every single day, yes. eight hours a day for 20 years, and it would be a lot of different stuff. Yeah. That's how good this is. Yeah. Let me tell you about something that you just brought up. Mm-hmm. The reason why they do that is because, okay, on your credit report, you know everything that reports on your credit report, right? Mm-hmm. Let's say you got a car on your credit. Mm-hmm. Who do you think pays TransUnion, Experian, and Equifax to report that every oh. month for all three? Who do you think pays to do that? Okay. So credit, I mean, uh, TransUnion, the credit bureaus, all of the credit bureaus pay To report these, that. Pay who pays creditors. them? No, who pays them to report your car every month? Who do you think? The, the credit TransUnion, bureaus. Experian, and Equifax. No, who, they, no, somebody has to pay them. To re- they oh, just yeah. report it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But who's paying yeah, them to so report it? The creditor it? has to report. There you go. To the credit bureaus. So think about it. Mm-hmm. So let's say your car is through BMW Financial. Okay. Well, how many BMWs do they think they got? Right. Right. When people go apply for BMW Financial, they might do a thousand people a day. Mm-hmm. So when they report to all three, mm-hmm. BMW is paying TransUnion twenty five dollars a person. Equifax $25 a person mm-hmm. and experience $25 a person to report that every month. Wow. So if they got a thousand people coming into the dealership, let's say getting um, approved mm-hmm. for a car loan mm-hmm. and they start reporting, look how much money, $25 a person yeah. at a thousand a day yeah. consistently. Yeah. How much money are they making? Yeah. Listen, the bureaus, as they call themselves, they are worth billions. Yeah. They make billions of dollars. They said every five minutes. That's how much money they make. So everything on our credit report, those companies pay the bureaus anywhere from $25 to $40. My girlfriend told me that. She works for Equifax. She mm. said they she said companies pay us $25 to $40 to report the information on people's credit report. Because mm. I asked her, how do they make their money? Yeah. And she told me. I that said, makes wow. sense though. It, it, it makes sense. So that's why they don't want to take nothing off too quick. Mm-hmm. They paying money to make you to make sure that you, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Whatever it may be. They ain't trying to take it off too quickly. I don't care if you know the laws, you gotta know what you're doing. Yeah, you definitely gotta know what you're doing. And I feel like it's all these little um what do you call them? Like you you can do this. But you can't do that type it, of thing. You mm-hmm. know, it's like it's not like a one one fits all. Mm-hmm. It's almost like certain rules apply to certain things when it comes to credit and these credit bureaus. Like you really got to know what you're doing. You really got to know what you're talking about when you're dealing with these creditors. Right. Let me, let me give you some more game. Mm -hmm. And I would only say this on probably like a podcast. When I make app, when I do applications now, Mm -hmm. uh, well, for my husband, myself, my family, let me tell you something that that happens. And I got this straight from the, one of the horse's mouths. Mm -hmm. When I fill out an application, like when I bought my when I bought my bins, mm-hmm. and I didn't put down, I told you about it, I didn't put down no money. Yeah. Even though my credit score was high. But when I went in there to pick up my car, they offered me a credit card mm-hmm. and all of that. But let me tell you one of the reasons why I got what I got. Because the guy at the CarMax dealership, he was like, what kind of credit do you have? Because I've never seen nobody, very few people get approved through our actual CarMax. Because get approved through CarMax, the company mm-hmm. fi- financial you have to have, and it ain't about no score. Mm-hmm. See, we're gonna talk. If we have time, we'll talk about that. Everybody think, oh, my credit score when they call me. Well, can I get funding? Continue. My credit score is a seven ninety two. Well, I just had a lady with an eight oh five, and she got declined. It's not about your score; it's about the structure. So let me go back before I forget my point. So when I applied for that car, mm-hmm. 
And they offered me the credit card. And he was just like, man, you must have some great credit. Mm-hmm. And I did at the time, but I didn't have a lot of credit because mm-hmm. I had just rebuilt it. Mm-hmm. But here's why I got what I got. On my application where it says race, mm-hmm. I don't put black. Mm. I put white. Shut up. And that, the that algorithm, really- follow me. The algorithms, I'm giving you game. They're not going to check. But and if they did and they say something, it's discrimination. The algorithms are set up when you click, when you hit black on any application, you got, it's like a trigger for it to be problems. But when you hit white, that's why white people never have the issues that we have. They'll give things before we will. Mm -hmm. When it comes white and it goes back to that computer, Mm -hmm. bam. So when I work with my clients, I always put, I don't even tell my clients. I don't want them to know that. Mm -hmm. But I tell them when you get ready to go apply for stuff, call me first. Mm -hmm. And then I, because some clients, when I tell them that, it's just too much sometimes. So I will help them get stuff and just do it myself. And I just put white on there. Wow. And they've never asked them, like when they, if they, they, you got to think about it. When you get a credit card, when the last time you had to send in your license? When the last time you had to send in identification? Yeah. Everything is algorithms. Everything is on the computer. Yeah. And if they do ask and you send your license in and they see you're black, it's discrimination for them to come back and say, well, you put white. Well, okay, if I did, well, what you saying? You would have right. gave it to me? Yeah. They're not going to say nothing. Right. I've never had a problem. Right. So that's some game I just gave the crowd. That's crazy. So y'all hear that. I mean, <laughs> it's, 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 it's so unfortunate, but... <laughs> If you put white on your credit applications, nine times out of ten, you will get approved. Much Even sometimes quicker. with a five hundred something credit score. Wow. They get that's, they they get a lot more. Sad. That that kind of hurts my feelings because that's how it's set up. Like I said, when I was that young girl, you know, trying to get my little <laughs> self together, I thought my credit was decent, but mm-hmm. it wasn't all that great. And they used to want to offer me these little yeah, girl yeah. So, but, but like they say, so that's what people say. When people say knowledge is power, I say, no, applied knowledge is power. Knowledge is power. Excuse me. But if you don't know how to apply it, what Mm -hmm. does it mean? You got to know what to do with it. When they tell you about it, I can tell you right now. Oh, you can go get a late payment off if you get bills sent to your house. Mm -hmm. But if you don't know how to apply it, what does, what does it matter? Yeah. So I'm glad you kind of touched on that as you was talking about, um, credit score because, uh, uh, the credit score is important, you said, but it's not necessarily based where well, you don't get approved for certain things based on just the credit the credit score alone. Right. Most times it's how the credit is a, is structured because that was Every my next time. question. How important is your credit score when it comes to applying for credit? But tell me a little bit more about the structure. You, you said the credit score is not that important. When it comes to certain things. Absolutely. Okay. Well said. So uh, just to go a little bit deeper, mm-hmm. the reason why the credit score does, like, for instance, our fund, I could, uh, funding, I could send somebody a flyer right now and it says right on there, we'll accept you at a 650 minimum credit score. Mm-hmm. And then we go into, uh, but you can't have more than eight inquiries. You can't have, um, if, if you have a, a recent Inquiry, um, like a recent credit card you got approved for. Okay. okay, that's a recent inquiry. That's got to be six months old. Why? Why you think that is? Because we want to see how you pay your bills. So if it's recent, you just got the credit card. You won't. You can't qualify. If you just bought a home, again, you just got. You just closed on your home. We got to wait six months. Mm-hmm. Um, and the reason that is, and that all goes back to structure, mm-hmm. the personal information box. That's a big one. Yeah. The, the lady just got declined with us for uh, a funding. 
She had an 805 credit score. Mm -hmm. All of her bills are paid on time. But here's one, th two things that she had on her credit. It's why she got declined. Her personal information boxes. We don't we don't land in California. Okay. So she changed everything over to Nevada. But the young lady I was talking to, her her consultant, I told her, make sure her credit personal information box, because she said that she do credit, is clear and it shows Nevada. Well, she didn't do that. It still showed California because mm -hmm. they look at your addresses. So she had all these California addresses, mm -hmm. and uh, but all her documents show Nevada. Mm -hmm. Then she had a $2,000 credit card that was not on the credit monitoring service that she was on, mm -hmm. but the one that we use, which is Identity Q, that's why we use it, mm -hmm. um, it would have showed it. Because a lot of your credit monitoring services are not accurate. They're third-party companies. Even the ones that say Experian.com, TransUnion.com, those are third-party companies. Mm, okay. So those are not accurate. That was just on uh, ESPN the other day. Somebody called me and said, you were right, Katina. I'm like, yeah, those are third-party companies. You got to be on a credit monitoring that's going to show you everything you you need to see. Okay. So when you do the structure of your credit mm -hmm. properly, which means cleaning up their personal information box, making sure you don't have a lot of inquiries, uh, whatever the company is requiring, everybody is different mm -hmm. and making sure and it's not always about getting all your collections off. Mm -hmm. Listen, when I bought my stuff, I had like four collections that still was on my credit mm. that never came off. So when you have the structure on point, yeah, the score will increase by default. Yeah, because it's not necessarily, it doesn't necessarily matter um, that an old uh, collections is on there because that could help you in a sense as far as like history, right? Is that good like, girl. Okay. You, it can help you with history, mm -hmm. which is 15% of the formula of FICO, mm -hmm. of the scoring. Mm -hmm. And it also helps you with payment, bill, buying and bill payment history, which is 30% of your score, mm -hmm. that's also part of that, even though it's old. I tell people all the time, if you have a collection on your credit, really, after it hits and your score drops that one time, it doesn't make it fall off anymore. Mm -hmm. So either you could have it taken off mm -hmm. or start building new credit around it, wait six months, and that is just, it's like it doesn't even exist. Okay. You build around that. That's how your score starts going back up. That's what I was going to ask, too. So, like, with old credit, with old um, credit defaults on your credit uh, report. Derogatory, sure. Derogatory um, marks on your credit report. Mm -hmm. That still won't matter after it's been hit the first time. After the first time, you good. You just keep building, like you said, build a credit card up or build some other type of credit up. Exactly. kind of like... Okay. It'll, it'll, it's, it's like it does... It's, it, you could see it, but it's just adding score. Like, for instance, I had a lady, she went to somebody who did a, like a credit suite. Mm -hmm. He took everything off her credit. When she went to him, her score was like a 570-something. Mm -hmm. When he took everything off her credit, it took her down to 410. Mm. So when she called me, I said, well, you're a 410 now. Oh, well, he took everything off my credit. I said, well, I said, do me a favor. Before I tell you how to fix it, call him back. That's why you got to watch who you go through with credit repair. Mm -hmm. Call him back and ask him, how do you increase your score? So she did. She called me back. She said, well, he said, just go get a secure credit card. I said, okay, when you do that, that's going to give you some points, but you'll probably be in the high fours then. Ask him, how do you get to 700? Mm -hmm. When she called him back, he said, when she called him back, she said, oh, well, just get a secure credit card. You can maybe get a couple of them. That'll probably help you. Probably. Mm -hmm. He don't know. Right. See, that's what I'm talking You want to know somebody that knows what they're doing. Yeah. It's a one-stop shop. Yeah. Now, if she was dealing with me, first of all, we wouldn't have took all that off of there. Because mm -hmm. after, and I just told you, after it hits, 
is good and it's good for your score. Now, if you're not applying for nothing within six months, then don't take don't 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 worry about that. Build around it. Yeah, I wouldn't do a secure credit card. Here's why: if you want big money, mm-hmm. when I work with clients, I don't. Let me take that back. If I do a secure credit card, I don't do those little punk ones like Premier and Indigo, like what Credit Karma suggests. Mm-hmm. I don't do none of those. Yeah. Because when under one of my other best friends is an underwriter, he works for American Express. Listen, when an underwriter see a Premier or one of those credit cards on your credit report, mm-hmm. they know that you was bad credit and you don't know nothing <laughs> about credit. Okay. <laughs> and, 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 and the algorithms laugh, the algorithms are literally laughing at you. Okay. So if you ever try to go get a Capital One or another credit card with a high limit, it won't happen. Mm. You'll never see it. Okay. But when I start my clients out to rebuild, because you do have to start with something, mm-hmm. I rebuild secure credit cards if I do use it through what like a Discover. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Now you gotta have, can't have certain things on them when you get Discover, but it's it's good. A Discover, a Citibank, mm-hmm. secured. Yeah. Um, mainly though, I will go to the credit unions. Okay. And get a secure card through them. I tell them don't just put no three hundred. I tell them how to do it mm-hmm. and leverage the credit union. Mm-hmm. I don't deal with really banks, and that's another topic for another day because the banks are setting up now. They're going to start seizing people's money. People better get their money out the banks. That's another story. But anyway. Mm-hmm. But when you're rebuilding, you want to do, if you do a secure credit card, it's the way you want to do it. Uh, I tell you how to pay it, mm-hmm. how much money. You don't want to do $300. Mm-hmm. You want to do at least $1,000, 800 to 1000 Okay. Here's why. Even though it says secured uh, on your credit report, the algorithms don't pick that up. If they see $800, $1,000, mm-hmm. to them, it looks like it's a, actually, really 1000 or higher. It looks like it's a regular credit card. Okay. But when you get a secure credit card with three hundred, like the banks tell you to do, mm-hmm. five hundred, they they like, oh, okay, she don't need no credit. The yeah. algorithms, see, the algorithms are, are are like a person. Yeah, they pick up little things. They're they're the computer, the software mm-hmm. is designed for that. So I just know the little tricks, the inside tricks to go around all of that. Okay, so when you get a secure credit card, how often? Because most people, when they get these secure credit cards, they're getting them to improve their credit, Mm -hmm. right? So they'll take $500, and they more than likely need that money. Sure. So they're taking this $500, and they're going to put it on a secure credit card in hopes of raising their credit. How long should a person keep a secured credit card before they say, okay, my credit is where it's at. Now I can get rid of this card. So... Um, if when I start working with the client, let's say they have like a premier secure credit card on their credit, mm-hmm. depending on what else they have on the credit, I don't even, I don't, I tell them don't even use that because that's not going to ever turn into a real credit card. First of all, it's not a bank. That's number one. Premier, Indigo. See, you got to look at the source. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to get a secure credit, but let's say they already have it. Mm-hmm. Well, they need to, I'll tell them, well, we're going to go get you one from the credit union. Mm-hmm. Or we're going to get you one from a Discover, something okay. else, yeah. from a bank yeah. or a credit card company. Okay. When you have a Discover card, after, depending on how you pay it, six to eight months, that turns into a regular Discover. Okay. And they, it could be 5000 you could put a thousand dollars on it, or or eight hundred. Now they require, I think, to start out with maybe five, okay. three or five hundred. It's not a lot, mm-hmm. but I still say don't start with that because if you start with more money on it, mm-hmm. okay, then they will turn it into and convert it into a regular credit card, like Navy Federal. With their secure cards, you can put as low as two hundred dollars on there. Mm-hmm. But the good thing about Navy Federal and a lot of credit union credit cards, you can add money to it to bring up the limit. 
And then eventually, after six months, I'll mm -hmm. tell you how to pay it. That's going to turn into a regular credit card. Okay. But Premier, Indigo, those other subprime cards, yeah. those are not going to turn into anything. Mm -hmm. Credit One Bank. And did you know Credit One Bank is a subsidiary of Capital One? Really? That is Capital One. I All you got to do is look that. at the logo. It looks just like Capital One. It kind of does. That's another division of Capital, Capital One. One. Capital One makes money off of people with bad credit with like five different cards. Wow. So you think you with another company, mm -hmm. but you still with Capital One. Yeah. They're a bank, though. They can yeah. do that. So they have different divisions. So when you so if you got a Capital One venture card like what I have, mm -hmm. that's like a top card. I got about seventy thousand dollar limit on it. Mm -hmm. But when I had a Capital One card that was a secure card, mm -hmm. they was offering me Credit One Bank because of my score. It's in the algorithms. Mm -hmm. So when people get those emails, Credit One Bank and all of that, they picked it up in the algorithm who you are. Mm -hmm. So I have Capital One. How do I go about? Increase because I've tried to increase my credit limit and they've declined me twice. How do you? What do you need to do to increase your credit limit with your credit card? Company? Okay. So first of all, um, she should have been calling her friend and she did it on her own. But okay, <laughs> we ain't gonna talk about that, y'all. That so, was the, the last time I did that. No, let's let's just be honest. She, that's when she ghosted me, y'all. I didn't. It, I did it about a year ago and I haven't tried since. But I really want to increase <laughs> my credit card limit because yeah, yeah. I yeah so here's the deal. First of all, that's the worst cap. That's the worst card to increase your limit on because they pull all three. Mm. Now you got an inquiry on all three. That's number one. Mm -hmm. I don't even like Capital One on that level to increase. However, mm -hmm. a lot of people, I had it. Yeah. That's how I learned it. Yeah. Now, so when you're trying to increase it, number one, here's what I teach my clients. I have a two-payment system. Mm -hmm. I got it from my guy at FICO. It's the inside hook trigger to the FICO system okay. and it hits the algorithms. That's how you, they, they listen, when you do my two payment system, number one, it increases the score. Mm -hmm. Number two, it goes to principal, uh, big time. Number three, it hits the algorithms and they'll be sending you an increase. You won't have to ask. Mm -hmm. I got my dad a credit one bank cause he doesn't do a lot of stuff for credit. So I went on and got him the credit, a credit one bank. They gave him a thousand dollars. That's unheard of with credit one bank. Then I did a two-payment system for him. After three months, they raised him Credit One Bank. And you have to pay them to do an increase. Mm. They raised him $2,000 mm. because of the two-payment system. I know a lot of people who have Credit One Bank. They said, I never got no $2,000. I never even got an increase. So when you're doing the Capital One, yours, mm -hmm. I would suggest do the two-payment system, and they going to come to you okay. and just wait. Okay. And I gotta come. I gotta go to her to do the two payment system. <laughs> she gets this information for free. Uh -huh. Okay, so here's another question that like um, I hear a lot of people talk about bankruptcies, right? Okay. Um, is it a good thing to file for bankruptcy when you have a lot of derogatory uh, items on your credit report? Good question. So the industry has taught us, okay, and all the commercials and everything, file bankruptcy, file bankruptcy. The three times that I've restored my credit, you'll never see a bankruptcy on my history. And you can wow. look at, people can look me up, okay? okay. It's all public record. Mm -hmm. They won't see it. Here's why. When you file bankruptcy, this is really good. Everything that you file in the bankruptcy, first of all, it's on your credit. Mm -hmm. So you just file bankruptcy. So what? 
everything is still on there. Mm-hmm. And, uh, okay, so yeah, you're going to get the discharge um, meeting that they give you or whatever. I, I don't keep up with all of it now. You get the discharge meeting, mm-hmm. but it's still in the algorithms mm-hmm. and it's still on your credit. Mm-hmm. Let's say you get the bankruptcy off. It's still in the algorithms. Now, but for the people who come to me who already filed that didn't know me, here's what I do. I first go and clear up Mm-hmm. The bankruptcy in the algorithms. And where and some people out there probably in the uh, audience world probably saying, well, what is the algorithms? Lexus, Nexus, um, um, Innovis. See, these are the background people that you don't know nothing about. Mm-hmm. They're the listen, Lexus Nexus is the most um uh, uh, not popular, but the, they're the main ones. They have everything recorded from when you were 18 and up. So when you go apply for something, if your Lexus Nexus is, if it's on your Lexus Nexus, they can find out the banks. Mm -hmm. Okay. And they have a system for everything is systems. Okay. systems, algorithms. That's all it's about. It's not about people. Ain't nobody sitting on desk checking all this. Yeah. These are all systems. Okay. So if you know what you're doing, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you can beat the system. Okay. So back to the question with bankruptcy, when you come to me or if somebody say, Katina, I'm thinking about bankruptcy. I'm going to tell them right then. You don't need to file bankruptcy. Number one, uh, first I ask them, why are you filing bankruptcy? Mm-hmm. If they say, well, I'm filing bankruptcy to save my house. Mm-hmm. Okay. How much equity is in your house? Well, what is that? Oh, so they probably ain't got none. So if you don't have no equity in your house, you can get another house. Mm-hmm. Don't file bankruptcy on that. Let it go to foreclosure. It'll charge off with a third-party collector, and you won't owe any money. I'll tell you how to do it. Mm-hmm. What did you need bankruptcy for? Nothing. Right. But if they say, well, Katina, I'm filing bankruptcy because these credit card companies, I can't pay them. I'm making a minimum payment. It's still adding all, of this, all this interest. Okay, I'm going to tell them how to pay the credit cards. Mm-hmm. The ones that charged off, they're going to charge off to a third-party collector. Mm-hmm. Once it charges off, it doesn't matter after the first 30 days when it charges off because you start rebuilding around it. So what do you need bankruptcy for? Right. All of your de- third-party collections companies, that used to be my job for seven years, mm-hmm. they buy old debt. It's in a, it's in a, it's in a, a computer. Mm-hmm. Or, um, it's an algorithm. And they go in, they buy debt. It's mm-hmm. a ledger where they go and buy debt. So when it charges off from the original company, you don't owe it on anymore anyway, because let's say it's Capital One and it charged off. Mm-hmm. Okay. They char- Capital One charge off all the time. Okay. But when it charged off, Capital One got a tax write off. Mm-hmm. They got um, uh, the collection company came in and bought the debt for pennies on the dollar. Wow. And they filed an insurance claim on your debt. So they got that money back. Yeah, yeah. and then some. So they're getting paid two or three times. Yeah, because I used to wonder before I learned all this, I said, how in the world, all these people that default on Capital One, why are they not out of business? Right. And when I worked for this collection company out there in Solon in Ohio, NCIS, that's when I learned when I moved up to management, I said, that's how they, because I was like, how is all these people charging off on Capital One, but they still in business, making plenty of money because they make their money three times. Wow. That's good. That's good to know because when you think about it, um, that would make me not even want to pay the debt. (laughs) That would make me like, I'm not paying you. You're going to get, you've got, you got paid three times. They they have insurance on you. 
That's just like when you have a car, uh, a car accident. Yeah. You're paying car insurance. When you have a car accident, Mm -hmm. the car insurance company is going to pay a percentage, Mm -hmm. if not all. Well, if you got gap insurance, they pay the rest. Right. But they pay a high percentage of your car. Right. It's the same thing with debt. Right. Even when your house forecloses, they got money on that. Another thing with foreclosure, people don't realize when your house forecloses, and the bank buys it or whatever, whoever buys it, you have money left over mm-hmm. that goes to the government because people don't know how to collect that money. That's another show. Wow. Yeah, that's that's serious. I yeah. didn't even know that. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know that. Um, okay, so we've talked about bankruptcies. We talked about credit score. Um, late payments. Late payments. Credit, yeah. credit cards. Billing. How to pay your credit cards. Um, my next question is, um, I think we touched briefly on this, how to increase your credit score. So I have a two payment system mm-hmm. that I learned from my friend in FICO and it's literally the hack. If you want to call it that the hack to the FICO system mm. to use it. Okay. So for instance, the girl that does my hair, um, I told her, I told her I wanted her to record it so I could play it on the show. I'll have it for maybe next time. But mm-hmm. she, uh, I went to get my hair done the other day and she said, Girl, what is that two-payment system? I finally did it. And I said, oh, really? What happened? So what happened was she co-signed for her niece for a loan, and the niece paid it late, excuse me, and it dropped her score 66 points. Mm -hmm. And so when I went to her, I said, just do the two-payment system. I wish you would just do it. I've been telling you for the longest. She said she was so upset because she was a 645, Mm -hmm. and she dropped 66 points and put her in the fives. But sometimes, hey, Trials and tribulations, that's what pushed people to do something. Yeah. So um, she finally did it. It was on, uh, this is March. So she did it February 5th. Mm-hmm. Her bill was due on the 5th. She did the formula because I texted to her. And her score came up 35 points in the first billing cycle just from doing that. Wow. That's why I tell people, do the two-payment system no matter what, and your score will start increasing. And that's and that, and that day payment is still on there. It hasn't come off, mm. and it's just barely 30 days old. But why did it work? Because the system, that the two-payment system, that's just what I call it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you try to Google it, everybody, you won't see two-payment system. <laughs> I just renamed it that because I can't tell you what FICO calls it. Right. You know, then that would be my butt. So it's, I call it a two-payment system, mm-hmm. but it's the same formula, okay. and it's a hack. So this is how I get my clients that's why when I got in the 800s, people be like, oh, my God, it's not that I know, like I like I pay my bills on time and I'm so great at paying my bills. Uh-uh. I did a shortcut, mm. which is that. Okay. So you can actually get a, sh- you can shortcut your way to good credit. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> that's shortcut it. your way to good that's credit. That's it. That's okay. it. Yeah. That's See, it. and that's what people do. You, you, I have, so we have an outsource now where we, I outsource my work now to this lady and she gets what I tell her to take off the credit, pretty much anything. And then I have my clients through that two payment system. Wow. And they killing the game with it. So tell, let's tell them how they can reach you for people that's looking for credit repair. Um, you know, just helping boost their credit up. Oh, I just thought of another question, but let the people know how so, and where they can reach you. So listen, this is my power moves book. I can't take it with me. Mm-hmm. If you're ready to make a power move, 
Okay, if you ain't ready to make a power move, don't call me. <laughs> don't waste if, her time. Yeah, if you ain't calling me to do some big things, I ain't, I ain't saying you got to be a millionaire, but if you're not trying to really do some major things, I'm not your client. Because I'm, I'm not your person. Everybody is not my client. I want to put that out there. Yeah. Um, I'm not uh, where we're cheap. Okay, but it's an investment. I know it ain't no tent that nothing ridiculous, but it's an investment for you to listen um, of your time. And I'm going to make it simple for you. I like to work smart, not hard. So if you are looking for that, then you can contact me. My name is Katina Basie. My phone number uh, is area code 513-507-9407. My email is katinafixmycredit at gmail.com. But I would suggest you not email me because I don't check it unless I know you're emailing me. I have a lot of emails. My processing team, that's what they look at. So you can text me and say, hey, I heard you on the show. I would like to inquire and I will send you a link for you to do a 30-minute free or complimentary consultation to go over your situation okay so y'all hear her if you're not ready to do big business and make power (laughs) moves do not call her she wants the people that's going to be serious about taking their credit serious okay absolutely yes this was awesome good information i'm so thankful for you yes i'm thankful for you too i i do have a couple more questions that i want to ask about credit just so we can kind of pick back up where we left off. I know a lot of people with garnishments and like collections debt, you know. So let's start with collections. How do you deal with collectors like, for instance, getting rid of collection phone calls? How do you deal with stuff like that? Oh, okay. So this is good to close out with this. So if someone calls you, Mm -hmm. a, a company or whoever, First of all, when you answer the phone, don't be rude. Don't start cussing and acting a fool. That's what we like. Yeah. I used to be a collector. That's what we like because you we, we win it when you do that. Mm-hmm. You really don't know. See, you're verifying your debt when you're doing that. Okay. So you don't want to call. I mean, when they call you, you don't want to be doing that. So you answer the phone. Uh, hi, may I speak to Katina Basie? This is Katina Basie. Okay, so you might want to say, they're going to say at that point, I'm calling from Gina, calling from Capital One. This is an attempt to collect the debt. Any information will be used for that purpose, whatever you say or whatever. Now, once they throw their spiel out there, they're going to say, can you verify the last four digits of your social or your address mm-hmm. or whatever? That's when you say, well, I don't know who you are and I don't know what you're talking about. Send me some information. Hang up. You're done. And you're done. That call will not come back anymore. It will not. If it does, you can sue up to five up to five a thousand dollars in court per violation. Wow. So they don't want to do that because the Fair Debt FDCPA, which stands for the Fair Debt Collection Practices Act laws, they know the laws. So when you do that, mm-hmm. you are just really pretty much doing the that particular part of the law mm-hmm. without saying it. Wow. But if okay. you say anything outside of what I just said, mm-hmm. then you just messed up the call. Wow. So when people call me and say, well, Katina, I told them about themselves. I said, why did you stay on the phone with them? You just screwed up. Right. You got to get off the phone. Okay. Yeah. So just just let them know. You don't know what they're talking First about. First say who you are. Confirm. Mm-hmm. When they say, hi, may I speak to Gina Gallagher? I'm going to say Gallagher. Gina Gallagher. This is Gina Gallagher. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes, this is Angel. I'm calling from ABC Collections. Mm-hmm. Okay. You say okay. Okay. And before we get started, I'm going to verify the last, or, or let's say ABC Collections represent Capital One or whatever they say. And then and they say, well, before we get started, I want to verify who I'm speaking with. And what is the last tradition of your social? Well, first of all, you guys, if they calling you, 
if they're calling from Capital One, you got my my social. Mm-hmm. So why are you asking me that? They ask you that because by the laws, they're third party. They bought your debt for pennies on the dollar. And the law says that they can't confirm, okay, or validate who you are with you on the phone or recording. They can't collect. So when they're asking you that, you're giving them validation. Okay. That's what you're doing. Okay. So you verify your name. It's real simple. Mm-hmm. All you do is confirm, repeat it back. Yeah, this is Gina Gallagher. Mm-hmm. I'm calling in reference to blah, 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 blah. Uh, last for this or your social. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> send me some information. <laughs> Click. Send me some information. And Click. then they have to send you that information. Now, if they do... Sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. Mm-hmm. If they send it to you, it's mm-hmm. all this going to be a letter saying that they called you and you got 30 days to respond. Call me up and I'll tell you what to send back. Okay. That's it. Wow. We'll tell you what to send. And you won't get any more calls from them and you won't owe that debt because oh. you didn't verify it. Most people that get sued for garnishments and collections in court is mm-hmm. because they verified the debt or something happened in between that court thing where they were able to record you. Okay. Wow. That's good information, y'all. I hope y'all had y'all pen and paper, and I hope y'all were listening, and I really hope y'all took notes because this was some good, good, good information. Yes. I know I'm going to be calling my sister, too. <laughs> She's been on my butt lately. <laughs> like, um, what's going on? What's going on with your credit? Oh, your credit ain't that so, bad. Yeah, my credit's not that bad, actually. I've actually improved it a little bit, but that's only because I've been able to gratefully pay my bills on time a lot more than I used to. Yeah. Things happen. Yeah. And I've been able to just kind of rebuild my credit. I I did get a Navy federal account. I'm working on that Navy federal credit card. And I'm in the process of opening up my business account with Navy Federal. Just to kind of get the perks that they offer. At least you're out of the banks. That's good. Get out of those banks. Let me tell y'all a little bit about me and my girl. (laughs) Okay, so we met about, what, seven, eight years ago? Mm -hmm. Um, Can't believe it. Yeah, through a gentleman named Harrison. Um, Harrison and I signed up for a credit company at the time. It was... Was, FES. Um, FES. Mm-hmm. I couldn't think of Networking. Network, network FES, marketing. It was a network marketing company called FES. And one of our uplines told us to come to Katina because she was the only representative in Cleveland who was like, you know, you were the big dog. <laughs> and, uh, what was your title at that time? I was sales director, I think. Sales yeah. director at the mm-hmm. time. So we came to Katina. We sat in on one of her credit, her credit counseling, and she blew us out the water. So me and Harry and we were just like oh we coming back you know we about to follow they did and we did they were awesome yeah it was fun it was really really fun i can say that i enjoyed it i learned a lot um and i feel like we made a connection more than anything that's how this evolved she started off being my mentor then it just kind of evolved into a friendship like you know what i mean sister girls yes yes so we've been knowing each other for about seven eight years this is my sister now and she taught me a lot about credit and so moving forward there are some things that has changed though so I know you've been keeping up with a lot of that stuff. Oh, yeah. She's good, y'all. She knows what she's talking about. She's always on her game. So make sure you call her if you need just some help with your credit. And thanks we for having me. We're going to do a part two, though, because yes. we got so much more to talk about. Ooh, on do we? Like, we have so, so much, much more to talk about, yeah. okay? Yeah. So we're going to give y'all a part two. It may not be of credit, but we're going to talk about some other stuff because, mm-hmm. you know, we connect on so many different levels. So many levels. But uh, I want to thank you guys for tuning in to episode two. Make sure you stay tuned. 
We are on all your favorite podcast stations Congratulations. now. Congratulations. <laughs> Congratulations. But make sure y'all tune in every Sunday at 7 on YouTube. For now, we will be um, on YouTube every Sunday posting these videos. Uh, you know what time on Sunday? At 7. At 7 p.m.? Yep, okay. 7 p.m. EST? Yep. Okay. Eastern Standard. I pick by the time, too, so. Yeah. Cool. So we want to see y'all next week for episode three. Thank you so much for tuning in, and I'm out.